Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Oh, hey, podcast listeners, you beautiful mamas. How you doing? Oh my gosh, you have me on a night. I just had some ice cream. I had a kick butt day, did a webinar today, a free training for people. It was awesome. Gosh, I love you. Thanks for being here. And also seriously love service to people, like to moms specifically. Let's be honest. I have a preference. Okay. So here's the deal. I'm going to read a review because I was searching through my reviews and I just found such a good one. I wanted to read it with you. It's so good. It's called Black Plague. What a name, right? Uh, it was, this was left in March, April and it's a five-star review. She said, so relatable. One of the most beautiful things about the podcast is Lizzie's willingness to share her humanness with us. This has allowed me to see that my humanness is okay and to believe that I can have the motherhood of my dreams too. Thanks, Lizzie, for being you and sharing your journey with us. You guys don't even know, <laughs> these reviews freaking make my day. Please go leave me one if you haven't. Like, maybe I'll share it. I can't probably share all of them, although it depends. But I just want you to know I read them all. And if you want to just give back to me and let me know, that you appreciate this podcast. Like all the DMS on Instagram are sweet and I love them. However, a review is a way that you can actually contribute back to my business by, you know, cause it helps people find me and this podcast. It also helps serve a ton of other moms because the more people that find it, the more people that can have it, which is such a gift, right? Thank you so much for being here. All right. The next thing I wanted to tell you is that I was asked to speak at it's called salt gathering and it's basically a retreat for LDS women. So for those of you who don't know, I'm a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Latter-day Saint LDS, get it? So, um, if you're not a member of that church, this doesn't apply to you. Sorry, just give me two seconds, <laughs> but for the rest of anyone that's here, that is, I wanted you to know I'll be speaking at this LDS women's retreat thing and it's going to be September 25th and 26th, and it's in Utah. So if you want to buy a ticket, sales open today, the release of the podcast, the 22nd of May. And for the first two weeks, you can use the code Lizzie10 during the early bird pricing to get uh, $10 off of the basically the audio access pass, which is a digital um, listening of everything Since so if you're not going to attend live. And then after two weeks from today, the 22nd of May, you can use that same code Lizzie10 to get 10 bucks off of the single ticket admission price if you're going to go in person. 
So that's what I'll say about that. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's also going to be in the Insta- my Instagram bio. And if you are going to go, you guys, I do just ask that you use my code Lizzie 10 because they do give me a little kickback for anyone who decides to go to see me speak or because they heard about it through me. Okay, my friends, let is lettuce, like lettuce. I just threw away a bunch of lettuce actually, by the way, I was cleaning out my fridge tonight. That's so satisfying. Don't you think it's so satisfying to clean out the fridge? Okay. So, um, also I made a green bean casserole, but that's a whole different conversation. You can see it on Instagram. All right. Connecting with our baby. We think about connecting. I think the origination of this idea connecting with our baby is, I don't know where it is for you, but I personally think there are just so, so many articles and books and things, people, semi-experts, wannabe experts, or potentially real experts, um, maybe telling us how important bonding and attachment and connection are to baby. And so it's something that's in our minds as moms. And that's great. I'm sure that connection is, you know, helpful to baby, but what about those of us who aren't feeling connected to our baby? What about the mamas who are possibly worrying Do I even have a bond with her? Do I love her as much as my other children? If I say her or him, you know, just apply it to whatever gender your child is. Okay. But, um, we ask ourselves, are we boosting our child's immune system and IQ? Like we should be as moms We're typically, I hear moms worrying about this from the perspective of either one, I'm going to have that. My baby's going to have a deficit in some way because I'm not feeling connected to him. And then two, something's wrong with me or a little bit of both of those. Okay. So there we are wondering and fretting over one more thing that the baby needs, right? Connection to our baby. And again, I'm not criticizing any experts out there who want to say that connection is vital for baby and mom, you have to connect with baby, but I will tell you what this dialogue on how great a bond is for the baby is just Another way that baby culture is forgetting how important it is for mom to um, feel connection for her own benefit because it helps her life too. Okay. So don't get me wrong. I adore babies. I love them. I love babies. I birthed three of them over a span of four years. I'm crazy about my kids and I'd potentially like to have another one. I love the babies and yes, they have many needs. They really do. And they're growing so fast. I fully realize that. And moms are recovering and healing a lot about as fast as the baby's growing and about as much change as that baby's going through. So is our uterus, etc., vagina, all the things, right? And so we as moms have needs that are very real postpartum too. Okay. So in today's episode, we'll talk about how to build and boost connection and how connection is created. And I'm going to teach you some ways that you can feel more connected with baby, but we are not going to sit and listen to this episode so that our baby can have all the said benefits of connection. Because if there isn't a good connection, it's not time to be focused on your baby. If you are not feeling a good connection, okay? The myth here is that connection is this, this sort of this cloud that this, this outer thing that forms or 
is somehow palpable when two people fall in love or two people are quote connected, that it's this thing that happens outside of the two people. But really I want you to understand connection is a feeling, right? So if we look at the model, I mean, whether you are familiar with what the model is or not, it doesn't matter. It's one of the main tools I use with my clients, but, um, our thoughts create our feelings Our feelings drive our actions and our actions over time, right? Build up to our results. So connection is a feeling and you feel connection from your thoughts and other people feel connection from their thoughts. Okay. Now I don't know about babies. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't think babies have thoughts. They for sure don't have language. So as far as how babies operate, I can't attribute the thoughts And it's a little bit more elusive and difficult to measure if a baby is feeling connected or not. We do know that there's a thing as such thing as failure to thrive. We know that some babies struggle to eat and things like that, but the role that them quote feeling connected plays is a mystery. And so I really don't think it's helpful or useful to worry about our baby being connected because if we feel connected, we're going to show up for that baby and get them through their first few months, right? And help them thrive. We're going to take them to the doctor if they're sick. We're going to feed them if they're hungry. If we, even if we don't feel connection, frankly, we can actually do a lot of those things just out of sheer duty or love. And so, um, I don't think it's helpful to focus on, is my baby feeling connected to me? Is my baby feeling connected? Cause we just don't know as long as they're eating and pooping and drinking and sleeping and, you know, at the appropriate age, starting to interact with you via eyesight and all those things. I mean, it's our best guess that, yeah, they're maybe they're feeling connected or maybe honestly, this whole baby feeling connected thing is totally made up by us. <laughs> Who knows? But I think it is useful to focus on mom feeling connected you if you want to and most moms do want to feel connected now whether they do or don't might be a different story so that's what the podcast today is going to be focused on so my question is if you're not feeling connected what are you feeling okay let's talk about connection either way here we go So the first thing I want to talk about is overcoming the obstacle of confusion. If you're not feeling connection to your baby, or if you've been reading books, or if people have been talking to you about how important connection is, and you're questioning your connection, your brain might spin out into this place of, am I doing it right? Am I connected? Or I'm not feeling very connected. Is that a problem? And it starts to go into this anxiety-ish, confused place. And that turns into worry and panic and even despair pretty easily. So let me tell you kind of what this looks like. It's like, I don't get it. I'm puzzled. I'm not sure how to solve the problem. This might even be what drove you to look up this podcast, right? When we're in confusion, the solution seems very elusive and doomsday, and we aren't even sure if there's a solution. This is a little bit of confusion mixed with anxiety. Now, if you're pretty new postpartum, and you looked up this podcast episode because you're really worried about this, I'm just going to put it on the table. I want you to consider that you might be experiencing anxiety that is at new levels and new heights that you never did. 
before you had the baby. Welcome to postpartum anxiety. It's a fun thing. You're, you're part of a really cool tribe. I'm a member of this tribe. It's called the postpartum anxiety tribe. I just made it a thing right now. Want to join? It's pretty cool. So don't even freak out. No fretting. It's fine. Like really, I mean, that's, that's why I have a job. Like I'm amazing at helping people, women, moms, I should say through postpartum anxiety. So it's not uh, like I'm diagnosing you or anything. And um, if you never really experienced anxiety before baby, welcome. It's new, right? So I, just saying anxiety could be something that's playing into your worry about the connection with your baby. But we'll talk more about that at the end of the podcast episode. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that and how you can get my help if, if you think that's you. But just watch out for confusion when it comes to the topic of feeling connected to your baby postpartum because it's for sure just going to kick up a lot of dust. It's not really going to help you actually create connection, right? Notice when we're confused and we're asking all the questions and we're freaking out a little bit and feeling in despair or thinking something's wrong with us. We're then not thinking thoughts about our baby and how beautiful they are or whatever thoughts we want to try to think and cultivate on purpose to kind of start to create that connection. And again, we'll talk about creating connection, but if you are in confusion, nothing wrong with that. Just notice that you're there. It's what our brains do sometimes. Frankly, confusion is the brain being a little bit lazy. (laughs) Okay. It's what we call an indulgent emotion as coaches. We kind of just hang out there for a minute. It's like you're running a marathon and you just stop and take a drink and just chill there for a bit because you want to rest up a little bit, especially postpartum. If you're sleep deprived, if your hormones are everywhere, Confusion's a very easy place for your brain to hang out because it doesn't require any problem solving. (laughs) Have you noticed that when we're confused, we don't actually think there's a solution. We're like, I just don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. We're just, I don't, it's confusing. I don't know how, why? Yeah. And my brain does this sometimes I fully fall into this trap and I just always like notice it or sometimes I don't. And then I do later, but it's fine. So just because you feel confused and worried about your connection with baby doesn't mean that there are not some real answers, real strategy, and real clarity. It's a very simple problem to solve, and I can totally help you today. That's why I'm here. Hi. Okay, so let's talk about how is connection actually created? How y'all doing? You need to stand up and get your wiggles out? I kind of feel like I do. But if I did, I wouldn't be next to the microphone anymore. So how is connection created? I already kind of mentioned this, but it's through your thoughts. Okay. Thoughts cause our feelings and connection with another person is a perception that you have. You don't actually like physically connect. There's no like vibes. I mean, maybe if you're an energy worker, you could prove me wrong on this. I'd kind of love to know. I secretly have this super big curiosity and energy ish stuff. It's fun. So, but thoughts cause our feelings. Okay. And so connection with another person is a thought in your mind. This isn't in the same as bonding, which insinuates that both people feel a connection and that there's biological evidence, you know, that's all kind of outside, outside of this scope with this podcast. And I don't know how they measure improve bonding, honestly, but I'm not delving into that. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Connection is from you to your baby. Okay, it's a feeling that mom feels towards her baby or about her baby, and it is created by mom's thoughts about baby. Now, listen to me. If you're an anxious soul right now, which we typically are in the first bit postpartum, even if it doesn't linger, your brain is going to want to make this more complicated than it is. Okay, your brain will want to complicate. When we are guiding our brain out of that state of confusion and we start to offer solutions, our brain's like, but are you sure? But I don't know. But it really is this simple. You have thoughts in your brain that are creating something other than connection right now. And all we need to do is replace those thoughts with thoughts that create connection, that help you feel connected to your baby. And I would even offer there's some other emotions that you can think thoughts to cultivate that might also help you feel connected. That's not just the feeling of connected. You know, maybe you could have a feeling of love, a feeling of um, peace or admiration or um, a feeling of commonality, like we're, we have something in common. I don't really think commonality is a feeling, but eh, you know, we could stretch it. So here's an example. I want you to think about your marriage. Let's, let's go away from baby for a minute. Sometimes when we get a little worked up about these things or they feel unsolvable, it helps to kind of step aside and do a different example. This is what I do with my clients a lot. So I want you to think about your marriage. What makes you feel connected to your husband? Let's say, maybe you would think, I want you to think about this genuinely. Like (laughs) what makes you feel connected to your husband? You're probably going to share some actions that he takes. Like, well, when he puts a new toilet paper roll in the toilet paper roll thingy, when it needs to be refilled, (laughs) I don't know when he does nice things for me, when he's thoughtful, which by the way, these are kind of vague. Like you'd have to, you know, cause for each person, each wife, thoughtfulness and nice is probably going to be defined differently. Um, when we hug or touch physically, maybe, maybe that's what quote makes you feel connected. Remember though, this is just when he hugs you, you're having a thought and that thought creates a feeling of connection. Maybe your thought is, Oh, he loves me or he needs me or he wants me or he likes me. He's turned on to me. So remember, it's not the actions. It's the thoughts that you're having when he's taking these actions. Okay. So these create connection for you. And similarly, you can attach thoughts and think thoughts about your baby that create connection. Now, sometimes when we try to do this from a place of, oh my gosh, I don't think I feel connected. Something's wrong. Or 
I'm just a heartless soul. I'm such a disgusting person. I can't feel connected to an infant who's helpless. Like what's wrong with me? Sometimes we try to go from that place to look at this beautiful baby I brought into the world. I feel so connected to her. Like eh, the brain's like, mm, no, baby's not beautiful. And even if she was, you're not because you can't connect with her. So WTF lady, <laughs> like our brains reject. And so I would just offer that instead of going from negative to positive with, with any thoughts about baby or especially it's really about yourself. Let's be honest. Connection with baby. If you're having a hard time feeling that it's because you are not connected with you. You're feeling a little lost. And I want to offer that the more time that you spend connecting with yourself, the easier it will be to create thoughts and to just feel connection with your baby. That's kind of a truth bomb. I just dropped it. Like, I wish I could share with you all the moments where clients have believed me on this. They've connected with themselves and their relationships with whether it was baby or toddler or husband or sister-in-law have changed for the better. So take me up on that. Think about it. How do you want to connect with yourself? How do you need to connect with yourself? How are you feeling lost and without connection to yourself? Because truly that would greatly add to your efforts to solve this problem with your baby. Okay. So hopefully that makes sense though, right? So when our husband does something for us, we have thoughts about that thing that he does and that creates connection or not. So I want you to take a moment and think about maybe all of the things your baby does in a day, cries, eats, sleeps, poops, throws up screams. It's probably about it. If they're teeny tiny and maybe if your baby's older, you can throw in some of those other things like tummy time, but (laughs) just, just been talking to too many coach friends today. They've got me in a fun mood, (laughs) but when you think about those things, I also want you to write down what your thoughts have been about those things. So the only way we can create connection is if we know what we're working with in our brain. So if this is an obstacle for you, if this is feeling really hard to feel connected, make a list of the things your baby does. And that's the circumstance. And then what are your thoughts about those circumstances, about those, your baby's actions? And then how do you feel when you think those thoughts? And you'll start to realize what thoughts are creating whatever you are feeling that is not connection. And then from there, if you need help with it, come find me. But from there, you can start to question those thoughts. Like, is this even true? You know, is this really annoying? I know I've been thinking that that cry is annoying, but is it, does it have to be? I don't know. Do I want it to be? Do I not? So you just start playing a little bit. You start questioning those thoughts and, um, you can just sort of neutralize them. I have another podcast episode called neutralizing your thoughts, It is so good, you guys. So seriously, go listen to that too if you need help specifically with the thoughts. Also, at the end of this podcast episode, I will be sharing some of my favorite thoughts and giving you some ideas with that too. So hold tight. All right. So moving on, we've talked about where connection comes from. We've talked about watching out for confusion and watching out for complication. These are things our brain does when we are low on sleep and hormonal and we have some anxiety and 
We think something's a problem and our brain is just sort of grasping for a solution, but it's not doing it very effectively because it's kind of freaked out. So you know, we've talked about all that. Watch out for that. And then I also wanted to just throw out there part of, I think the problem and one of the obstacles that we inadvertently create, meaning we don't really want to create it is that we think it's a really big problem not to feel connection with our baby. And you can keep that outlook if you want to. Maybe that's what brought you to this episode. I honor you wherever you are, mama. It's not a problem. I mean, it's not a problem that you think it's a problem. So I'm saying, <laughs> but I also just wanted to give a pieces, some pieces of perspective that I think might help you not just to feel a little more calm about this, but also genuinely might help you actually be able to connect more with your baby. And so the first thing is, it's important to note that other people in the world, like other pairs of human beings, like you are a mother with a baby, right? There might be an aunt with a niece or a husband with a wife. There are lots of human beings right now feeling very short on connection and feeling confused or even disheartened about the fact that they don't feel more connected with this other person in their life. Okay. And so I just want you to know this isn't just a unique thing between mom and baby. It's happening all over the place with all the humans. And just because your child is an infant, you might think that that makes it more important or more serious, but I kind of want to play with the opposite idea. Like what if it's less important and less serious? Because let's be real. Uh, how much are they counting? How many smiles you give them? (laughs) How much awareness do they really have? I'm not saying they don't need you. I'm not saying that it doesn't benefit them when you're interested in them. And we know that infants do need physical touch to some extent and stimulation that way. I'm just saying that it might be a little bit overplayed up in the big interwebs, um, depending on what you've read. Like not everything on the internet is true. Even through semi-reputable places, it's possible that people could be fluffing things up, inflating things a little bit for effect. It's totally possible. So just keep that in mind when your brain wants to tell you that this is a really bad thing and that you're a horrible person and mom and put it all into this world spinning negativity. And I can't, I don't know what's wrong with me, right? Like it, it might just be okay. And again, you can keep that if you want to. Like maybe you just decide, no, Lizzie, it's really not okay. And I don't appreciate you saying that. Totally fine. All right. So another thing I wanted to mention is that I bet without realizing it, you had expectations for how things were going to be postpartum, right? You had hopes for how baby would be. You had sort of a checklist. You maybe thought I'll feel totally connected, or maybe you didn't know how connected you'd feel you probably had some expectations, maybe without even realizing it, which is natural. Our brain loves to to create expectations to help us deal with the discomfort of the unknown. But depending on things, on how things have been since baby has come, maybe part of why you're not feeling connection. Think about all the thoughts you've had about what you thought things would be like or how you thought you'd feel. And then how you actually feel, especially if you had a traumatic birth experience, you guys, or if you um, had a, a longer labor and or delivery than you thought, um, if you had complications postpartum, like I did with my first, you know, 
things like that, just remember that you could kind of just have your own back. If you don't feel a lot of connection and be like, of course I don't. I've been through a lot. My body's been through a lot. I'm not only being a mother to this baby. I'm also recovering human from a major, major, I guess I can't call it a surgery unless it was a C-section or they stitched you up, but a major life event, (laughs) a major thing that happened with my body. So, um, just remember that that grace is available to you and you can think about it that way too, if you want to. Okay. So now I'm going to start playing with some problem solving and some, I'm going to start offering you some thoughts and kind of give a little bit more insight into what you might be doing in your brain on a coaching level that is, um, creating an obstacle for your connection with baby and, um, how we solve that. So the main problem that might be going on in your mind, besides the things that we've talked about is a cycle of shame and worry and panic and guilt, right? We've talked about a lot of these feelings. You might be feelings instead of connection, you could be feeling shame. Like I should be more connected to my baby. And so I'm not, and I feel ashamed about that or our other moms. I'm not enough as a mom because I can't feel connected to my baby. Like notice what you're making it mean that you don't, this is a very simple thing. Like you are a person, you don't feel connection with this infant right now, or as much as you thought you should or would or wanted to. And there's probably some shame with that. Okay. And then there might be worry and panic and anxiety, guilt, right? We think good moms would feel more of a connection. Maybe we tell ourselves that. And I think a big one is a little bit of pressure, especially if the circumstances, I don't feel connected to my baby and your thoughts are like, I have to, baby won't thrive or then I'm not a good mom. And so you kind of amount this pressure on you to somehow create this connection and it feels desperate. Am I right? You guys are like, yes, that's me. So how do we solve this problem? Like I've talked about, we think thoughts that create feelings of love and connection. Here's just a few ideas. She looks so much like me. She looks so much like her dad and I love him. I can love her too. She has the same girl parts as me. (laughs) Like, look at that. How cute. One of my favorite thoughts with my daughter that helped me feel connected to her was I passed my beauty onto her. It was really interesting. You guys, I just had this moment where she was probably just a couple months old. I just put her on the bed while I was folding some laundry or something. And I remember walking right past her and just looking at her and be like, girl, we did it. Like we bridged the generational gap. I passed on the woman beauty to you. And I don't have to wait for a granddaughter to see my beauty reflected in another human being. Like it was just so beautiful. And that created connection for me. Um, her DNA, your DNA is in her, like, like you, a part of you is in her, right? And so as she goes on and lives her life, no matter how long you live, you are connected to her because part of you makes up who she is. Again, she's her own person, but how cool is that? Um, and then doing skin to skin and stuff. But again, if you don't feel connection and you're like on yourself for not feeling it, you're probably not going to want to do things like skin to skin. This is the really interesting thing about the model, this tool I talked to you about. So if the circumstance is my baby and my thought is I don't feel connected to her, then I feel what, I mean, if you don't feel connected, maybe you feel a little bit of panic. So when you feel panic, you don't want to settle down. You're definitely not trying to connect with her. You're probably listening to this podcast or really just um, reaching out for help. And which again, I'm not 
saying that that's a problem. It's just that you're not wanting to draw close to the baby because you're kind of in this hyper mode of like, I've got to fix this. Something's not right. And that's the opposite setting, you know, where connection can grow. Before Shopify, were you wondering where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform, supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Connection grows best in a really calm setting when we don't feel threatened, we don't feel scared, we just feel easy. And so again, just a heads up. If you have a hard time calming down, maybe you're having a hard time sleeping. If you just can't get your brain to stop worrying, that is postpartum anxiety. And that's what I specialize in. I've been through it twice. I can help you get into your body, which is the main tool I kind of use when it comes to postpartum anxiety, but I'll tell you more about how I help people in a minute, but I just want you to know really normal, not a problem for me at all. And if you don't want to feel like that, you can pay me and get some help. Like girl, I will I will help you. It's such a great investment. I love watching my clients seriously feel like different people. And the best part I think about coaching with me is that you get to take what I teach you. And first of all, teach it to your kids. Like how many of your kids are probably going to feel anxiety. Second of all, I think a lot of my clients are like teaching it to their moms, their sisters, or like they, you just become sort of a leader because most people don't know these tools. So it's pretty cool to invest in yourself and then learn them and have them for life. Um, And then also just, you get to apply them to any anxiety that ever comes up going forward and really not fear the anxiety because you know how to manage it. And so it's not a problem because chances are, it's not ever going to go away. Let's be real. And most people will feel anxiety throughout their life. And, um, it's kind of, I just say, it's kind of like leg hair. It's not, it's part of our evolution. We don't really need it anymore, but it comes up and we just need to maintain it. (laughs) So you can think of coaching like your razor for your anxiety. (laughs) like with the metaphor kind of, yeah, get it. Okay, cool. So anyway, more on that at the end, but I wanted to kind of wrap up with some thought offerings. Okay. These are some, uh, things that I thought of and I wanted to share with you. All right. So first one, what if baby was always supposed to come the way that she came? Okay. So if you had like a traumatic birth experience, And maybe you think thoughts about it sometimes, like it wasn't supposed to happen that way. And you're just sort of up in arms about it. What if it was supposed to be that way? Again, that idea of just accepting what is, is really going to help you to accept yourself, accept your feelings and be able to be more in control of those feelings to create connection with baby. All right. The next thought offering I have is we just got to know each other right? Like technically she's been in your belly, but your relationship just went through a big change. You know, she used to be in you. You could feel her kicking. There were 
And now she has some needs. She gets pretty loud. She has oxygen in her lungs instead of fluid. There's a lot that has changed. And so of course we're struggling a little bit to connect. Not only has have a lot has a lot changed for her, but a lot has changed for you, right? Your body, your hormones. Just when you were comfortable with the home that you had grown for her and created for her and you were happy to give that to her and now she needs something completely different from you. Have you ever thought about that? Now she doesn't need what you already built, you know, built for nine months. You're literally reconstructing the ways that you serve her. Okay. Like you used to just try to eat healthy and make sure you didn't over exercise and maybe do your kegels or whatever. And now it looks like possibly nursing, um, possibly waking up in the middle of the night. Maybe you were doing a little bit of that towards the end of the pregnancy. Now it looks like saying no to your older kids with time with connection for them. Cause you're with this baby, right? There's a lot of ways that negative feelings could come up just because circumstances have changed so much. You're not getting a lot of sleep. And frankly, you're probably still working on your awareness that your thoughts create your feelings. So of course you're struggling to connect a little bit. That's okay. It makes a lot of sense. What if baby doesn't need connection as much as we think that she, he or she does. I've already kind of touched on this, but it's just something to consider. You get to decide. I'm not saying that people are right or wrong. I'm not telling you what to think, but if it serves you in your efforts to be more connected to your baby, you can frankly think whatever you want to, um, about your baby's need for connection. And I encourage you to not worry about it because as long as you're wanting to create a connection, I think you'll get there eventually. And baby is going to be fine as long as you're meeting her physical needs and, you know, entertaining her just a little bit. Another thought I wanted to offer is connections sometimes just take time. I don't think this is necessarily true. I don't think it has to be true that a connection takes time. I think you can just decide to feel super connected to someone. This just happened to me the other day, you guys. I had a friend who I, it was more like an acquaintance, a fellow coach, and we knew who each other was. We went to the same life coach school. And I think eventually we realized we were in the same group for this, for our businesses, to help our businesses, and then kind of found each other on Instagram because we noticed we were like posting about the same stuff. And then pretty soon we're talking, we're talking on Marco Polo every day. And I just decided, I was like, she's one in a million. She's a dear friend and we've known each other forever. And I just had all these beliefs about her that instantly make me feel connected to her. I feel vulnerable. I feel willing to be vulnerable and open. And I'm all, my brain is like giving me, bringing me tons of evidence that we have so much in common. And, um, it didn't take a lot of effort at all. So again, notice if you're thinking not feeling connected is a problem, you're also not going to be building connection. So what if it isn't a problem? And what if sometimes connections take time? Or what if sometimes when you stop thinking connection's a problem, it happens a lot faster than when you were thinking that a lack of connection is a problem? Okay, another thought is, what if I just need to learn how to think and how to connect with my baby? What if you're building a connection right now? I think sometimes we kind of stick our head up. We're like, wait, my connection isn't there. And we're, we're like wanting to be able to see it and prove it and measure it. And what if 
it's working right now. Like it's working. You are, this is what it looks like to build a connection with your baby is you sometimes are like, I don't really feel one. That's the beginnings of the process of building a connection. It's possible. Yeah. We're learning. Um, another thought is I'm going to need to get used to learn how babies connect since they don't smile and laugh. Right. I'm talking about like infants, you know, around three months to five months, they're going to be giving you back a little bit, but for the first while you're just giving right. Often in our other relationships in our life, they're giving to us. They give a return on our investment with our time and attention and service to them with a smile or a laugh or a hug or a thank you, mom, or a, I love you, sweetheart, but baby doesn't do those things. And so truly this is an opportunity to realize that it's up to you to feel connection because baby's not going to give you a lot. Another one I really love that I came up with is just because I don't feel connected to my baby doesn't mean my baby doesn't feel connected to me. Okay. I mean, what if our connection biochemically and physically is so strong from our time together, sharing my body that it's okay that I don't feel a whole lot of emotional connection right now. We're both recovering from labor. And I think we'll both kind of come together later when we've, you know, the baby's gone through the fourth trimester and I have healed up. So the connections we have with nursing or sleeping or touching might just be good enough for now. What if that's true? And truly at the end of the day, what if it's really just the lack of sleep and the added responsibility? And once I get used to things, it will be easier to connect so much hope for the future. So a lack of connection when you want to be feeling connection is just one of the ways that we start to feel out of control as postpartum moms. And this can be anxiety. So I work with my clients over a period of six months to manage anxiety. I'm fully, fully dedicated to them during that time. We do weekly sessions, um, once a week for an hour. And then we have time in between where we connect regularly as often as the client wants to. Some clients are like talking to me each day throughout the week, a couple times a day. And other ones really just kind of show up for the weekly sessions, maybe a message here or there during the week or a question. Over the course of six months, I feel highly confident that I can get you from the ups and downs and the constant worry and burnout and your brain feeling out of control to relaxed about your anxiety and to not in it, but just witnessing it in your mind, which is so powerful because then all of a sudden anxiety is not a problem and you can just get back to enjoying life and being you and not be scared and worried and this high edge energy freaked out with the anxiety all the time. I want to just put out there too, you want to nip this in the bud. Okay. Like having been through postpartum anxiety and then postpartum depression after my second and then after my third. So what I mean by that is I had after my second baby, I had postpartum anxiety, which I didn't even know what it was. And I didn't even put a name on it until I was depressed. And in hindsight, I was like, Oh, I was anxious. That was anxiety. Cause I was never really an anxious or a depressive person before my second baby ever. It's like, those were not words in my vocabulary. I wouldn't use those to describe myself or anything I really struggled with. So having babies can bring up lots of new stuff that sticks around forever. It's really interesting. Um, and then after my third baby, I also had postpartum anxiety first and panic attacks because I was resisting my emotions. I didn't know what else to do. And then also postpartum depression from there. The reason I tell you this is because I want you to be aware that postpartum anxiety often, if not 
managed can lead you to burnout and then eventually depressive symptoms and depression. Okay. So it's uh, a really great time to act on this and it's my area of expertise. I can help you. I have found that the most useful, helpful way to feel less anxious, and this is the work that I do with tons of different tools and over time with my clients, is learning how to bring your attention into your body. It slows down your mind and your body can be a place that you can explore. Anxiety is a feeling, and anxiety is typically when we don't want to feel another feeling in the future typically future focused. And it's typically trying to control a certain situation because we don't want to feel something. So this graspiness for control and for the, you know, reaching into the unknown and trying to protect yourself. This is the brain sort of trying to protect itself. That's what anxiety is. And the way to slow it down, like I said, is to go down into your body. So I just taught a training on this today. Sorry if you missed it. Get on my email list. I'll put the link in the show notes so that you don't miss trainings. I usually announce them on the podcast. Uh, it's possible that I'll forget those, so I would get on my list. But you don't have to feel this way. Like You really don't. And it might be really worth it for you. In fact, I know it will be extremely worth it for you, but you get to decide I know for me, it would be to be trained by somebody in this path that I'm about to walk, you know, someone who's already walked it. I think that would save me so much misery, so much confusion, so much, um, arguing with my husband, so much cure, um, despair about why I have no sex drive, why I can't calm down. Why do I feel crazy? All of that. We do on our own in our homes, you know, postpartum, and we have no idea that we're all, a lot of us are experiencing that and that there's totally helpful tools that can help you go through that. And it's also a good guarantee if you're going to have more babies, like for sure, definitely invest in this because you know, it's just going to get bigger and worse with each kid. Like, but if you have the tools, then it just calms the heck down and you feel in control. And frankly, my goal for my clients is that if they do have another baby, they just see this night and day difference in their postpartum experience. So if you want to work with me, I offer free 60 minute chit chats. I call them consults, but I think it's more fun to say chit chats. We go over what's not working, your, your main pain points. And I typically can read you like a book. You know, you bring that to me and I'm like, oh yes, 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 yes. You know? And so, but I will listen for sure all of it. And then I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to ask you also kind of what you want to, how you want to feel and how you want to be doing things, what you would like to be able to stop doing and what you would want to start doing. And cause sort of that vision for your motherhood long-term too, even after postpartum, cause that's the best part about the coaching that I do. And just the woman that I am is that, um, I've just created such an amazing motherhood for myself and dynamic in my family life with these tools and a business that I love and heck an album of music. Like there's lots of things that I've done. And, um, if you have aspirations in any of those departments too, we can work on bringing that into your motherhood and making space for yourself, connecting with yourself as you go. So you don't get lost in your motherhood going forward. I really see so many women, you guys, I bet you know them too, who just sort of let go of themselves. I'm not going to say let themselves go. I think that that just is kind of a mean thing to say. I think we're all trying our best, but they do sort of release 
this idea of themselves as a person. And they don't, you know, we don't do, I did that. And we don't do that because we're, I don't know, trying to, we genuinely just think that motherhood needs to be all consuming. And that if we're going to be a good mom and a good mother, then we put our kids first always. And we sort of just disappear into the background, like over a couple few years, two, three kids in, don't be one of those mamas because you don't have to. That is not what motherhood has to be. It can be so much better than that. And it doesn't take the way that I teach you. doesn't take away from your kids. It actually helps you, you know, because the amount of time you spend with them, like the quantity of time is not necessarily the quality of time. Y'all let me say that again. The quantity of hours you're with them, whether you stay at home or whether you work is not nearly as important and doesn't necessarily guarantee the quality of time with them. The tools that I teach you on our coaching calls ensure quality time with your kids. That's all I'm going to say. It's amazing. So to book a consult with me, just go to lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. And I'll put that link in the show notes as well. I love you guys. And we will talk to you next week. Take care. Bye. Hey, Lizzie here. If you've been struggling and you're ready for more help, I want to invite you to book a consult with me. I offer free hour long consults where we go over what's not working, your vision for the future of your motherhood and how I would help you given my tools and expertise. To schedule your free consult, visit my booking page at go.oncehub.com forward slash Lizzie Langston. I fully believe that you can get to where you want to go. I'll see you on the consult. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.